0: This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to this special podcast. I'm Brian Hobbs, your host. Really thrilled and pleased to be joined with two great brothers, two leaders within our state, uh, Dr. Tom Eliff and Pastor Keith Burkhart. Welcome to the podcast, men. Brian, thank you for letting us come.
1: Yes, it is a privilege. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. And um, Keith, you're serving as pastor there at First Southern in Dell City. And Tom Ellef, everyone knows of, about all your leadership and role in ministry. I'm sorry to hear that. That's why I keep running for people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, of course, Pastor Emeritus for Southern Dell City, but also now teaching pastor. And we're going to be talking about some of that dynamics today. Uh, Keith, I thought we could begin by just sort of framing the topic today about this new living in the Word uh, emphasis coming about.
2: Yes, Brian. It uh, since I've been lead pastor almost five years now. It's hard to believe, but the <laughs> and last a great four one years, I might add. The last four years, Amen. just seeing Brother Tom's faithfulness. Every time he's in town, he's at church, and he prays for me consistently, and my wife, and entire church. And in conversations, trying to capture everything that's in his life and his experience as a pastor, a man of God's word, man of mission, uh, we've just—I've uh, really sought after trying to find the right fit for his schedule because he travels so much, and it seemed that nothing ever would work. And uh, about two months ago, we were having a conversation that just I could not let go of because he has a heart to feed people the word of god but he hates traveling as well and i said brother tom you need to travel because god needs you uh, needs what you have in your life and your experience but it began to cause me to pray all day that was a sunday all night uh, I woke up thinking about it praying about it woke up seeking the lord's face and he began to shaped something, I believe, uh, was just of the Lord. I know it was of the Lord, because Brother Tom confirmed it as well, that how can we take the life and ministry of Tom Aleph and leverage that for the kingdom for the future generations? He doesn't look it, but in February of next year, he's going to be 80 years old. He runs like a 50-year-old. And so we don't know how much time I'm, we have, but I want to capture everything we can for the future generation, so began to think what that might look like and the only way to make that work in the proper way is to say brother tom you need to come on board you need to be a teaching pastor and every wednesday night you teach the word of god and we're going to bring back living in the word ministry for southern and tom aleph and we're going to reach everybody we can around the world with the word of god and so we're going to capture those things and so for me, if I just frame the verse that God gave me at that time, is Matthew 13, verse 52. When Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven, he, he said, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. In a way, as we look to reaching future generations and being relevant in, in culture, it requires some new things. But it's bringing things that are new and old out of the treasure chest. And so, just because it's old doesn't mean it's not good. And just because it's new doesn't mean it's true, right? Right. (laughs) You taught me that. And so, we are taking things that may seem an old idea, but it's timeless. Mm. And we're taking it out of the treasure chest of what God's doing in our church and in his life. And we want to reach every person in, in this city and around the world with living and work.
1: You know, Brian, uh, can I tell the backstory? story? Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, I love this guy sitting next to me. And uh, we've had the opportunity to be on church staff together before uh, when he was younger and when I was at, at First Southern. And to have the privilege of of sitting there and hearing him preach on Sunday mornings it's just uh, it's it's almost more than I can stand sometimes, um, but I, I I'm thankful that the Lord's given me an opportunity to serve with him. Um, every year since 1972. I have uh, asked God to give me a Bible promise for the year, mm. a verse that I could just swim in. Mm-hmm. And all year long, I'd, in fact, I'd start off in January. You can check it out on for, at First Southern. Every January, I preach a series of messages on that passage, and then just live in it. Um, it, it may, in fact, be where living in the Word came from. Well, this, this last November, God gave me Isaiah chapter 40 verses uh, 28 through 31, and that's that classic passage about the fact that they that wait on the Lord shall run him not be worried, you know, walking and not faint, that you'll mount up with wings as eagles, and uh, so I just threw myself into that, and I told Diana, my wife, I said, this is going to be the year of waiting, I didn't realize what I was saying, I mean, God just reached up, flipped off the switch, turned off the spigot, and said, you're exactly right, wait. And I would take care each month of the few things that I just, but I was in the Word, and I just, I lived in the Word. I would spend time in the Word every day. Well, this went on January, February, March, April, May, and um, early June, I was out. Our garden is my study in the summertime, Mm -hmm. and um, God set me free. God said, it's time, it's time. You it's time to feed my sheep. This, 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 it is time to do this. I went inside. Diana looked at me and she said, What has happened to you? She said, What in the world is going on? And I, this was eight o'clock in the morning. She said, She said, and I told her, I said, God just set me free. Well, at 10 o'clock, my pastor and my friend called and he said, Brother Tom, he said, I've been praying about something for a long time. Mm. And could I talk with you about it? I said, Sure. So at one o'clock, one fifteen, uh, he came over to the house and sat down. And he said, "I've been praying about this a long time." And he opened up the fact that they'd like to recast this Wednesday night and. Uh, that we could use this hour to bring stability and strength and serenity to people. You know, that really is our purpose in that hour, stability, strength scripturally, and and serenity, which is so desperately needed. And uh, I was shocked by what he said. He said, yeah, he said, this morning at 8 o'clock, the Lord told me that I needed to talk to you about that. And that Mm. was exactly the time the Lord had spoken to me, and I'd gone in and told my wife, I've been set free. So we see, you know, I know there are a lot of people who don't like things that are mystical, but I do, because I believe that God moves in the spiritual world as well as in the physical he world. He went
2: got his prayer journal and shared yeah.
1: I showed him my prayer rhythm. journal, wow. exactly what yeah. I had said. And so I met with Keith and the staff, and, uh, of course, the rest of it is is history. And um, I already knew the first series that. I was going to preach on the 23rd Psalm and uh, finding yourself in the 23rd Psalm, and uh, so um, uh, actually that series is going to begin on Sunday, July 23rd. I think I'm going to preach the first yes. sermon from that series, and then we'll leap over into into uh, September and uh, first Wednesday night in September. You know, the 23rd Psalm there is are at least 12 different life situations that are portrayed. Can you believe that? In that mm. one psalm. And so the, the 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 theme is finding yourself in the 23rd Psalm. And I promise you, you can do it. You don't have to look very hard. Yeah. Yes. I'm all over that place. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's amazing. And just how he was working on both your hearts oh. at the same time. Isn't that how he does? That's great. And then he worked within the staff.
2: Every comment, right? that gives me rest. Every person, even today, leaving the church parking lot to come here, Rick Rogers, faithful really? church member, been there all his life. I cannot tell you how excited I am about Brother Tom starting wow. to teach on Wednesday nights. Wow. And so I'm humbled. it is it's something old and something new. It's just how God's moving
0: right now. We were we were talking before we uh, started recording about just Wednesday nights and the yeah. dynamics. You've you've observed a lot of church life. What are you seeing there, Brother Tom?
1: I see churches uh, all across the country that, that that struggle with Wednesday night, Now, a lot of some churches have just abandoned it. In fact, they've abandoned almost everything, and it's become a matter of convenience. You know, that's the big question: is this convenient? And so, it's really trying to squeeze in a dose of Christianity every week. You know. Uh, first southern has chosen just the opposite but uh, over the years has recast Wednesday nights several different ways to make sure we squeeze the most out of it and that's that is what the pastor and the staff are doing now they're taking Wednesday nights and um, I use these three words and I'm not I'm not using them lightly strength stability serenity you look in society, you look in churches, what do people need? Strength, stability, serenity. This mm-hmm. is a crazy world. Yeah. And so if in the middle of this hectic week you can seize this moment and bring that, that all of those are promised to us if we live in the Word. And it, to bring that to the heart of a church family, it turns the family into an explosive uh, congregation. I mean, it's just amazing. And so, um, I'm so glad that, that for Southern is not abandoning Wednesday night and are using it as sort of a, here's where we catch everything else that nobody wants to do. You can run it. We got an hour for you. Yeah, we'll give you a room, but this is, this is a little bit different. This is saying strength, stability, serenity, join us, and we're looking forward to that.
0: That's powerful. So, Keith, they could maybe go to the church website or find out more information yes, we'll on the times any, and yeah. all that. The we'll uh, drop-down
2: g- box, uh, we plan to have resources available. We'll have those as we build this over time. And um, and so people watching all over the country, around the world, will be able to access resources. Bob Schobert, who's been coming alongside and executing the details for us, he is a great curriculum writer, and he'll come alongside with Brother Tom, and we want to make it active in living in the life of a person. And so they'll be able to go to the website, and we'll be promoting this. It begins Wednesday, September 6th. That's the official Let's kickoff. Kick off. yeah. That's perfect. You know well, for 20
1: years we had yeah. a radio broadcast here uh, and then for 8 years before that in Tulsa and then for 2 years before that in in Denver uh, living in the word. And uh, I can't think of anything better to do than to live in the word because it's not going to let you just be seated and suck your thumb. <laughs> if you read the word it kicks you in the backside and says get out there and do it. And here's what you can believe and here's what you can stand on. So we like the title, Living in the Word. I was a little bit, um, at first, a little bit scary about that, scared about that. But uh, they pressed, and uh, I see the wisdom of it now, honestly, because that's what we want to encourage people to do, to live in the Word of God. Absolutely. And And I uh, want
2: every person uh, that attends First Southern to be shaped by the man of God that I was shaped by. You most of the sayings I have are just tom <laughs> um,
1: I don't take great and I, and I asked him
2: about one. He said, no, well, actually, that's my dad, and I think he got that from someone else. Yeah. so nothing new yeah. under the sun, but the reality is it, it changed my life. Brother mm. Tom took me and a handful of men through Master Life back when I was in my 20s. It changed my life. And so... And now he's preaching
1: and changing my life with the Word. Amen.
2: So it, it is... Um, that is part of it, but we also want t- to help people understand the deeper life, and a man who's walked with some of the greats, Manly Beasley, Ron Dunn, and just on down the list, and who's taught about the deeper life and faith and prayer, we don't want to lose those things. That is a treasure mm-hmm. chest mm-hmm. that we want to pull out of and make available to anyone that uh, wants to go to our website and, and access that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll put the website in the show notes, and people can check that out. And w- That's powerful. I like that, too, living in the Word. thats That says it all. So I feel like I've come home. Each of you have such a special connection with First Southern in Dell City. And, you know, people think of Oklahoma Baptists, and they think of this church, just the impact through the decades. Uh, what does it do to your heart, Brother Tom, when you see just still God— God's still moving through, through this special place and this church family?
1: Brian, we're, we're in a world of change. Everybody knows that. Church congregations change. When I go to First Southern on Sunday morning and walk through the doors, knowing I've already got excitement in my heart because I know I'm going to get to hear Keith preach, that, that blesses me. And then to step in there and see people I know and I've known not just for a few years, but I've known for many years. And then to look around and see that more than half of that congregation is comprised of people I do do not know. I have never seen those folks in my life. Now, I'm eager to meet them. I'm happy to meet them. I, 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 I've made some good friends with some of them. In fact, uh, well, I won't tell you that story, but great friends. with. But, but uh, I'm looking around and say, this congregation has changed, but to see that the purpose hasn't changed, the preaching of the word hasn't changed, yeah the world changes and we sort of fit in with that but the main things don't change and the word doesn't change preaching loving people I mean yesterday after our worship service we gathered to pray for a man who's facing serious cancer surgery and we're doing at his request exactly what the scripture said I know of a lot of churches a lot of baptist churches where they've never done that and the congregation has no idea that even goes on hmm. And yet at First Southern, this Bible says that we live in the Word, and so we're going to do what the Bible says. I love that. I love it. Absolutely love it.
0: Well, and it Mm -hmm. seems like, you know, First Southern Dell City has always had a unique contribution and a leading role with it. I mean, whether it's way back to the starlight, uh, days And we see,
1: uh, I run into people all over the world, literally, and so does Keith, who came to know the Lord, you know, in starlight. As I said, he read Jim Murray from the Imperial's testimony Sunday morning of coming to know the Lord in the starlight. He came to Christ in 1982, 82,
2: July 7th. It was Kelly Urton, who works here, Is that sent right? me, uh, she stumbled across it that morning on July 7th. Wow. And said, Keith, I just had to share this with you. And what well, she doesn't know, and I need to let her know, she's at Falls Creek this week, I think. There was a longtime church member who came to Christ there by just hearing that is what she needed to know that she had not repented ever since. She had head knowledge, walked an Nile, but she had never repented. She was just like Jim Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she came to Christ at wow. 60 years old.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. amazing and and you know First Southern has given away a lot of church members to churches around town and we're glad to do that. We rejoice at that and when I served as president of the International Mission Board, I ran into people all over the world who yes. grew up at First Southern their their introduction to international missions was at first Southern. their first trip was at first Southern their family ties when they come home. They come home to First Southern, and they want the Mm -hmm. church to know what's happening in their lives around the world. So I don't know, Brian. I I love the Lord. I love his church. I love churches, but I love my church, First Mm -hmm. Southern, and I love going there, and I would hope everybody— who's listening, has that kind of affiliation with their church. We're yes, not doing this yes. to entice anybody to anything. We're doing this to just amplify the preaching and the teaching of the Word. And we found this Wednesday night is like, it could be the secret sauce for the yeah. future for us. And we're looking at, yeah. that, at it that way. So I hope yeah. you'll pray for us, and I hope yeah. the people in, who are listening are praying for us as we begin this on September 6th.
0: I love it, and I love what you say about. I mean, what if what if every church, every community in Oklahoma had a back to the Bible type yeah. impact like that? I mean, that that's the type of things that God uses to bring about revival, and exactly. it's just exciting. Exactly. Well, how uh, he mentioned praying. How else can we pray, Keith, along these lines as we come to the end of our episode here? Thought you could yeah, leave Brian, us with that. Uh,
2: and for those listening, we are going to do some advertising on bought radio because he was at that 430 window, that sweet spot on the drive home. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people across our city, young and old. We think the young people have had this exodus from the church. But post-COVID, there's been a winnowing of the church and a lot of discouraged people. That's why we want to give hope. We want to give serenity and those kinds of things. But I believe there are a lot of people 50, 60, 70 years old across our city. That once we're living in the word and now have just almost given up on god or giving up on the thought that they can have a connection and we just we want to give them hope and so pray for the 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 people across our city that have just settled for not being engaged and they, they've just drawn themselves away from the local church and when i came to work at the convention it was here in my experience here that i fell in love with the local church not the big first southerns but the 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 churches that really make they're the backbone of our convention and we need to give them encouragement so i would just say my prayer request let's pray for all the people that are, are discouraged and hopeless out there who know jesus but they need They need revival. They need awakening in their hearts. And so if we can do this by holding this, you know, with open hands as a gift to people across our city and around the world, we're going to use that. And so pray for those. And and we want to encourage them because they, for a time such as this, they need to be living in the Word or they will not make it.
1: They'll be shipwrecked.
0: Hmm. Good word. Well, Tom Eliff, Keith Burkhart, thank you for coming on the thank podcast. Thank you, Brian. Yes, it's ministry. always good to talk to you. I love
1: As... seeing your face. rest of the folks around here at BGCO, this is a blessing for me. Well, we're thank very you.
0: blessed by you, brothers. And uh, we'll, you. we'll put that uh, website link in the show notes and go to com for more podcasts. Thank you again, brothers. God bless. Thank, thank you. you, Brian. This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. To subscribe, find us on Spotify, the iTunes Store, or your preferred podcast platform. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com today. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.